Stay tuned. Eastside Radio, 89.7 FM. Hello, Jeff. Hello, me. I'm Shay. It's Shay and the Jeff Show at Breaking Waves. Hello, show. Shay. Hello, Jeff. Um, it's the show about sport. <gasps> Do you know, yeah, that's why I'm excited. This episode is dedicated to sport. Um, in particular, baseball. Yeah. Which is a huge Australian sport. Not, uh, um, but uh, it mm, is growing, isn't it? Is great. I, I um, yes. Look, as is the nature of things, we're going to sort of recycle and recap and just start at the beginning because we like to start halfway through um yeah today's we said it's the sport episode we're going to look at a bit at shay's um baseball history and a few other sports as well we're going to look at my vast sporting history and um excitingly we're going to have an interview with a chap named mr glenn williams now glenn is who shay glenn williams is the baseball australian CEO of the of the national team that that he runs by all the strain baseball thing across Australia and 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 all clubs as well. Yeah, um, so yeah, yeah. You got some good questions for him. Hello, Jeff, and hello, me. We have a special guest today. We have Glenn Williams from the Baseball Australia for CEO for managing the this professional team of of the national baseball team is that right glenn um yes yeah, shay good to good to be on with you and jeff today um appreciate that so you have um on uh the ceo's role for baseball australia and and we look after uh the australian baseball league we look after national teams um going to um different events around the world we look after little league program there and and then we work with a lot of our state counterparts to be able to help them uh, grow baseball around around the country. Yeah, um, is baseball have affected with the Tokyo Olympics? That were they meant to be doing that this year or last year? Yeah, our um, our national team was looking to qualify for the Olympic Games, so our qualifier was uh, meant to be in April last year and then when um, COVID hit, um, the, obviously the Olympics getting delayed and our qualifier got delayed. Uh, so it was pushed back to this year and again, COVID affected it. So uh, we were supposed to be in Taiwan um, in the middle of June and then about uh, a week or, t- or two weeks before the tournament was supposed to take place in Taiwan, um, they were affected by COVID-19 as well unfortunately, and our, our tournament got shifted to Mexico, which is happening right at the moment. Um, however, uh, with the late change and the challenges of trying to get our team out of Australia, over to Mexico, and then back again, um, yeah, unfortunately, we had to withdraw from that tournament. So it was a bit disappointing for us, and, and um, you know, obviously, COVID-19 has had a, a big effect on a lot of different sports, a lot of people around the world, and, and we're not immune to that. Yeah, it affected the, the Major League Baseball team. They were going to put a hell with the game in London, in the, the Cardinals and the, and the Cubs. Yeah, it's definitely um, yeah. There's been a lot of lot of um, lot of challenges for sport all around the world, and um, yeah, people continue to to adjust and and you know just went 
we think the world is getting a little bit better. We we see what's happening in Sydney at the moment, which, yeah, which is a bit challenging. Yeah, challenge. Yeah. I I think. Um, do you think the baseball league in Australia will still come on in in the summer? I don't know if it come in February and November for the next baseball season. Mm. Yeah, so we're we're currently working now with uh, all the ABL uh, license holders and the teams to. Um, work on what the ABL looks like for this coming season. So obviously the teams and the ABL worked really hard last year throughout a really challenging circumstances of having to change the schedule. Um, but everyone's um, excited and determined to be able to put the league on this year and, and we're looking at um, you know, scheduling at the moment, what we can and can't do, looking at some plan B options um, in case that, that there is some restrictions and the teams can't move around the country as freely as they should. But, um, yeah, we've, we've got a, a really good set of, of licensees and, and owners of teams who are very, very keen to uh, put on a really good league for the for the baseball fans here in Australia. I imagine baseball has got a growing growing professionalism in Australia, as well as probably uh, a growing following, would you say it's a um, it's a it's a fast growing sport in Australia? Uh, yeah, definitely. It's um, look, we it's it's a bit of a strange one to where baseball is viewed as, as probably a smaller sport here in Australia, um, especially with some of our counterparts that are, that have a big following in the media and the like. But um, baseball is a, a huge global sport, and you know I think that you know we've seen you know prior to COVID the the international reach the Australian Baseball League can have. Um, you know we currently have 130 of our young players in the college system in the US, um, and we've also just had our 36th um, major leaguer get called up to the major league. So okay. Alexander Wells was called up this morning. So. Um, yeah, oh, we do quite fresh. well on the international stage, and uh, yeah, so for us, it's it's about using that global reach to, right. I guess, um, promote baseball a little bit, a little bit more here in Australia. So, what's yeah. what's the selection process like in general? Like, you you select um, a, a national team somehow. Mm. There's some process, process. I don't know. Does Baseball Australia have a team of scouts that go around, or there's just a general awareness that. Um, uh, Joey Smithheimer is a great hitter and runner, and he's from the Dubbo or the Woi Woi Budgies. Uh, and people go, well, let's go and check him out. Um, do you want to try out for the team? And I don't know, is there a selection or, or people just go to trials every year to, mm. to try it for the national team? Well, what's, yeah, the, very, what's the process there? Yeah, it varies from team to team. So our senior national team, obviously, um, you know, we, we involve a lot of our um, our our uh, professional players in that, uh, a lot of our ABL players. So generally the team selection is done based on the performance in either professional baseball or throughout the ABL uh, for our senior national team. And then for some of the underage teams, we send teams away from, um, you know, the 12 and underage group all the way through to, um, you know, the senior senior men and women's teams. So uh, we use national events, um, you know, a lot of the time. So Australian national championships where players go through their local, um, you know, clubs and associations. Yeah. They go through the trial process for their state. Um, and then we have our selectors and, and you know, we, we've got a lot of professional scouts here in Australia who've done it. Uh, for a long time, we understand international baseball. So obviously take into um, account a lot of opinions on players. We're starting to use a lot more of the, the baseball data at the moment that's being collected on it to try and compare players. And, and yeah, we, it's always a difficult job because we've got so many people that are um, good, young, emerging players that want to play for Team Australia. So it's always sure. a difficult job on, on picking who the best teams uh, are. Yeah. That's interesting. Shane and yeah. I were talking that's before. Do you, you know, do you think a good cricketer makes a good baseballer and vice versa? I suppose it's not a fixed and fast rule, but you've got to have that basic hand-to-eye coordination, amongst other things. Um, is, is there is there much crossover between the two sports? 
cricket and um, and baseball a little bit closely together. Mike Young, who was the national team head coach, has, um, has, has had a long history of, on the Australian cricket team as their fielding coach, actually. So um, there's a lot of crossover now with 2020 cricket and, and you know, the desire to you know, hit, hit sixes and drive it out. There's, you know, you know a little bit of crossover between baseball um, baseball and cricket, but obviously the skills of athleticism of striking a ball and fielding a ball, throwing it and the like are, are quite similar. So, um, yeah, I'm sure that some of Australia's best cricketers would, uh, if they, they, you know, put their hand to baseball um, at a younger age, they'd be really good and, and vice versa for some of our, our good baseball players. What do you think about uh, the man in Perth? What's his name? Lynn Hickson. He earned seventy million dollars of a of a franchise with Chicago White Sox. Seventy million. Se- seven, yeah, he, yeah. He signed a, a really good contract um, earlier in the year and deserves it. He's um, he's a really hardworking young bloke who um, who's played on the Australian national team, played in the ABL for Perth Heat, and had a really good career early on with the Twins. Was over with Oakland um, A's and and had a. A really good year. So yeah, he's he's doing really well with the White Sox. They're playing well this year as well. I, I, I fell in love with the sport maybe when I saw the Athens Olympics and I wanted to try the baseball. And the only team I played in in down in South in Cronulla was um, in um, Uncle Scotts in, in Codra, and I I played about eight years and I tried to learn the game and. It's a bit different. It's kind of you saving yourself at baseball not to get out. It's a bit kind of like playing cricket. You have to stay alive and you don't want to get out too quickly. Yeah, that's it. Well, it's a, it's a great game. And, uh, yeah, yeah. actually, Scott's are a, a great club, um, you know, here down in, in Sydney there and, and, you know, continue to grow. And I'm glad that you fell in love from baseball at the Athens Olympics because um, I had the, the privilege and chance to be able to play in that one. So yeah, yeah. Did, uh, that, how, how, did you, how did you play baseball and what age did you got professional? Yeah, so I, I went to America when I was um, 16. So that was in 1993. Okay. And yeah, 11, 11 years later, 12 years later, um, in 2005 when I, I made the major leagues finally. So spent a long time in the minor leagues playing in, in um, teams underneath underneath um, the Twins. Um, there I was with the Braves as well and, and with Toronto. So um, yeah, fortunate to get to the, the major leagues with the Minnesota Twins and uh, really enjoyed being part of their, their organisation. Let's face it, like like baseball's a far more exciting game than softball. Um, you mm. know, I, I don't want to put any noses out of joint here whatsoever. But you know, we had softball growing up in primary school. You know, we, we played the the teachers in year six, etc., kind of thing. And I guess um, your, your goal, the general goal of any organisation, is to make yourself popular, to grow. And I suppose it needs to be a roots, grass level kind of thing. So you start sowing the seeds with the kids. You got to get baseball into schools um, and then you you grow it up and then you attract the crowds and then the crowds attract the sponsors and vice versa it's a two-way street uh, you know build mm. it and they will come so um, I think I think I think that's all sort of it happening it, from what it, you've it, said it's like uh, you mm. have this movie called it will you build it you will come it's like a field of dreams of field the of movie, dreams, with the the one. movie yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely did, did you grow up with that film Glenn yeah, Field, Field of Dreams. I was young. Yeah, yeah, saw that film when I was young. But um, but yeah, definitely, it's it, it definitely is that that right analogy. If you build it, they will come. And we've got a, a really good sport. We've got really passionate stakeholders in clubs and you know volunteers who run our sport who do an amazing job. And and 
um, getting to the schools and introducing you know more more um, you know young people to baseball is is something that we're definitely keen on doing. We've got a couple of school programs running at the moment with um, Aussie T-ball and um, also a, a, an alternate version of the game um, called Baseball Five, which is um, quite exciting and and i know here in new south wales in the schools that that people are really enjoying those games so yeah for us it's always challenging it's challenging for all sports but i think that um you know as a country we want we want to make sure that young people have opportunities to be able to play sports and and hopefully um we get a chance to have more people playing baseball and and more people contributing to our great game uh i want to ask you one question um what do you think about more TV coverage. Did they used to have a lot of coverage in the 90s when they had the old VBL? They used to have Fox Sport and Channel 10 and ABC and all these other free-to-air channels and they used to be on Channel 9 like the old ABL? Mm. Yeah, it's definitely um, yeah a different landscape at the moment now with, with a lot of games being streaming. Um, so we had a lot of games last year that were on uh, Foxtel, on yeah, yeah. Um, Channel 507, and, and also KO. So uh, we had a good partnership with, with them last year. We're, we're currently in discussions at the moment to try and do what we can to get as many ABL games as possible um, on TV here in Australia and, and also around the world. So yeah. uh, we had an international audience last year of... Um, of uh, a lot of people, well over 10 million people. So uh, there's a lot of people tuning in, a lot of eyeballs on the ABL, and, and you know, we want to continue to grow it and uh, continue to give people a chance to be able to see it. Brilliant. Well, thanks a lot, Glenn. It's been great talking, and Shay's been threatening to take me to a game. I've not, I've not been to like a, like an A-grade a game. I'd love to go, so I think I'm going to head out to Blacktown somewhere like that and check out some live, gritty, raw baseball in the flesh. Yes. Uh, but, but thanks for talking to us today. Uh, uh, Glenn, thank you for being special guests. Um, I hope the baseball have awareness and hope we'll get growing that game in the future, yeah. Thanks, Shay, and thank you, Jeff. It's been great to be on the show, and um, love your passion for the game, and, and I'm with you, Shay. I reckon that you need to drag Jeff out to some baseball games. <laughs> yeah, so I look yes. forward to seeing you both out there at some oh, point yeah, around the track. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Glenn. Thanks, bye. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye. You know your stuff. You've got all those figures on. Yeah. These people are good. These players are okay. But I've heard you're pretty hot. So we're going to come back after a song and hear a little bit more about not only baseball, but I think let's cut to a track. Let's, um, I don't know, anyone for tennis. We're going to come back with it. My Uncle Jerry is a fan of tennis. (laughs) Uncle Jerry, and so am I. Yes. We'll come back with a bit of tennis history. Okay. All right. Scopes and you can 
And that was Cream with uh, anyone for tennis. Jerry and, Jerry and my uncle Jerry plays tennis and he used to be fan of Scott's College of School and played for rugby. Yes. And um, um, and uh, um, would just say... Um, Is he a good tennis player? good tennis player, but I don't think that Jerry Son ever played baseball, but I don't know. Yeah. My mum plays softball, baseball. I don't know. She played basketball. I'm more curious about the tennis. See, yeah. you know how good a ten- tennis player I was? Yeah. Um, you're good. Uh, are you a good Pretty tennis? average, pretty good average, age. but I do like playing tennis. Okay. And I, I was one of these kids. It's kind of an, um, an Australian thing of a certain era. You grew up and you got piano lessons yeah. and you got tennis lessons. Um, and that's what we did, uh, me and my sisters. So I played Saturday morning comp tennis for years. And I, I really liked it, really enjoyed it. And in fact, in the last few years, I've picked up a racket again and a bunch of... Um, us people of a certain age have gone play tennis, you know, once a week in the afternoons until everyone got injured. Now, uh, you mightn't think tennis is a violent sport, but you get to a certain age, uh, the tendons, the knees, you, you lunge for a uh, ball, you're uh, dead. Uh, did you ever been a fan of playing sport when you were at school? What you did when you had interest in sport when you were at school? Yeah, look, no... <laughs> I guess I always prided myself on being anti-sport because I was kind of the the spotty little, um, you know, artistic rebel in the school who didn't like all the popular, handsome, cool-with-the-chick-jock type people. I was the musician. I was the artist. I was, you know, not quite tortured, but it was like sport was the enemy in a way. It's like people who play sport, they're successful and muscly and glowing. Um, so I had this... Even though I did play tennis, it's true. Um, I guess things more like soccer and football. The more macho sports, no. Um, mm. I did play soccer when I was much younger for a while. Mm. When I say play soccer for the Nara Rovers, I mean sit on the sideline for the whole match and cut the oranges because that's kind of the level they respected my playing at. So, What do you think about soccer in Australia trying to win the soccer in 2006 when they had the big World Cup when they tried to beat the Italians. Look, I know nothing about soccer, but just the idea of soccer... I'm not being... I'm not putting the country down, but I I, I know nothing about soccer, but they can't beat the Italians. Yeah, we... we, They can't beat the the Swedes. We we, we had five coaches of the Dutch... Of national Dutch team, of the coaches in the Australian team. We, We talked about... Glenn Williams, but we 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 have to go in the show. This is a classic. Um, we have American a poetry today by Jeff by Tug Casey Dugley. at the bat, and I'm going to have a crack at that. The outlook wasn't brilliant for the Mudville Nine that day. The score stood four to two with just one inning to play. And then when Cooney died at first, and Barrows did the same, a pall-like silence fell upon the patrons of the game. A straggling few got up to go in deep despair, and the rest clung to the hope which springs eternal in the human breast. They thought, if only Casey could get a whack at that, we'd put up even money now with Casey at the bat. But Flynn preceded Casey as did Jimmy Blake, and the former was a hoodoo, and the latter was a cake. 
So upon that stricken multitude, grim, melancholy sat, for there seemed but little chance of Casey getting to the bat. But Flynn let drive a single, to the wonderment of all, and Blake, the much despised, tore the cover off the ball. But when the dust had lifted, men saw what had occurred. There was Jimmy safe at second, and Flynn a huggin' third. Then from five thousand throats and more there rose a lusty yell. It rumbled through the valley, it rattled in the dell. It pounded on the mountain and recoiled upon the flat, for Casey, mighty Casey, was advancing to the bat. There was ease in Casey's manner as he stepped into his place. There was pride in Casey's bearing, and a smile lit up his face. And when, responding to the cheers, he'd lightly doffed his hat, no stranger in the crowd could doubt, "'Twas Casey at the bat!' Ten thousand eyes were on him as he rubbed his hands with dirt. Five thousand tongues applauded when he wiped them on his shirt. Then while the writhing pitcher ground the ball into his hip, defiance flashed in Casey's eye, a sneer curled Casey's lip. And now the leather-covered sphere came hurtling through the air, and Casey stood a-watching it in haughty grandeur there. Close by the sturdy batsman, the ball unheeded sped. That ain't my style, said Casey. Strike one, the umpire said. From the benches, black with people, there went a muffled roar, like the beating of the storm waves on a stern and distant shore. Kill him! Kill the umpire! shouted someone on the stand, and it's likely they'd have killed him had not Casey raised his hand. With a smile of Christian charity, great Casey's visage shone. He stilled the rising tumult. He bade the game go on. He signalled to the pitcher. Once more the spheroid flew, but Casey still ignored it. And the umpire said, Strike two! Fraud! cried the maddened thousands, and Echo answered, Fraud! But one scornful look from Casey, and the audience was awed. They saw his face grow stern and cold, they saw his muscles strain, and they knew that Casey wouldn't let that ball go by again. The smile is gone from Casey's lip, his teeth are clenched in hate. He pounds with cruel violence, his bat upon the plate. And now the pitcher holds the ball, and now he lets it go. And now the air is shattered by the force of Casey's blow. Oh, somewhere in this favoured land, the sun is shining bright. The band is playing somewhere, and somewhere hearts are light. And somewhere men are laughing, and somewhere children shout. But there is no joy in Mudville. Mighty Casey has struck out. Um, it's been fun. There's so much more we could talk about, but we have to...
wrap up. We'll wrap up very so, soon, yeah. Ribbity uh, wrap. Ribbity wrap. Let's okay, play a song th- and go. Th- th- go. Bye. See, ya, See you, bye. You're listening to People Powered Radio, proudly supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The Community Broadcasting Foundation resources community-owned and operated media stations just like this one that connect people and tell vital local stories so that we all enjoy a more vibrant, inclusive Australian culture and healthy democracy. Find out more about our work at cbf.com.au.
reach out my hand Oh, may sail Oh, may tell you to run On my way On my way Mama, to sing, my buddy, on